following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips and Bill Jones. And welcome to Talking Cowboys on a Tuesday and time waits for no one. We are not waiting for Mickey Spagnola. We're getting started with Talking Cowboys and Mickey will be along shortly after he completes his duties on the fan locally in Dallas-Fort Worth. Hello, Rob Phillips. Hello, Brian Broaddus. Bill Jones. Happy Tuesday. Glad to have you back. Happy I'm Tuesday. happy to be back. Yeah. Took care of uh, some things at home yesterday. There you go. Some plumbing issues mm. were part of the problem yesterday. Mm. Not personal, but That's in say. the kitchen. That's <laughs> to say. Oh, and here comes the grand entrance from oh. Mickey Spagnola. <laughs> And right off the top, as soon as Mickey gets his headset on, we'll have a Mickey's Minute for you, and he'll recap what he said to the fan locally. Anything you could talk to Mickey. Anything piss you off? I guess I didn't have to uh, tell Kent to, like, kick the cameras away so I can just sneak in and sit down. No, no. You're going to have a grand entrance. entrance. And you spoke of Kent, Kent Garrison, taking your phone calls. Give us a call. 888-855-2297. How were the guys on the fan this morning? Well, Jerry had to go late. I heard Jerry, yes. So uh, it kind of bled over to when I was supposed to start. So you didn't get as much time because of Jerry? No, they oh, okay. I, 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 just got pushed back a little bit. those guys trained to let me get here by 930. Okay, there How about you go. that? All right, well, good. And uh, you heard, listened to Jerry? I did. Okay, any breaking news from Jerry this morning here in the last half hour? Um... Not, not no, really. no, not. he kind of reiterated what we heard from Jason yesterday. I think they feel optimistic about Gregory and maybe Xavier Woods getting back for week three. And, and Jason also with, I'll just go ahead and update the injuries. I think Malik Collins has a shot to get back into practice. We'll see. He did sprain his knee in the game. So they've got some injuries and particularly some injuries on that defensive line up front. Um, but again, Dayton Jones has a chance to get back too. So at the same time, they might get some pieces back, but they're pretty. We're talking about signing receiver depth, but defensive line depth to me is what's really standing out right now. And uh, what you allude to, Jerry was asked about Bryce Butler. He's in town, according to Jerry. He is in Dallas. That was as forthcoming as he was <laughs> about Bryce Butler. Yeah, he didn't really say, okay, we got him signed. <laughs> they probably have to figure out if they are going to sign him, who, who they're going to let go. Probably one of those safeties. And that's what I told those guys. Yeah, yeah especially if Xavier Woods. If Xavier is, Woods yeah. comes back, then you're going to yeah. have to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Carry seven. Well, you can say it's seven wide receivers. It's six wide receivers with one-third receiver, one-third running with back. One oh, oh, wait, we're, oh, we're playing that game now. Yeah, now. that's how oh, we Tavon we, is a toy. We went from having him as a receiver to having him as a split player now. Is that so third, we can justify? A third, a third, a third, and a third. Yeah. I just had a flashback to like August 30th where Broadus just – I don't want seven receivers I on this still team. Don't. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't. I don't quite understand. You so know, how do you? Why do you think Butler fits into if indeed they sign? I him? like what Brian was saying yesterday. It was pure speculation about should there might be an opening at the end, but who knows? Yeah, what, what's going to happen with with Williams? We don't know. I mean, they, the league might come out and say 
because of the the, the things the the uh, the off the field problems that he had that uh, that maybe they say okay we're going to sit you for a game or two because I, this is a preemptive strike. But then again, I look at that and I asked Jason Garrett this question in the walk off: What's wrong with Lance Lenore then? You know, it, Lance Lenore went with your you know we we as a group had some really good discussions about why to keep seven wide receivers, why not to keep seven wide receivers, why does Lance Lenore make this team, why, you know. And all of a sudden, you're taking a guy that you had and, and, and was shown the door, you know, and who said some really negative things about your team on the way out the door, and now you're going to bring him back in, maybe, but then you have a guy on the practice squad that we all kind of thought had a chance to make this team. So from that aspect of it, it's that's why I'm doing radio. I'm not a personnel guy. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying well, to sit there and figure out why you would why would you bring back Bryce Butler unless unless he's going to play a position of somebody that you potentially can lose. Or maybe the fact is they're not really excited about having Beasley and Austin both being smaller players. Yes playing as much as they're having and that, to play. And that was the other thing. What does yeah. Butler bring to the receiver core that they don't have yeah. right now? Right. And he is a taller wide receiver. Can I say something, too, about Josh Gordon and that whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Josh Gordon you. coming back to Texas is probably not a really good idea. You know, you think about where a lot of his problems came from, stem from. Coming back to the state of Texas is probably not a, a great idea for him. If, it, in fact, you're looking for a guy that tends to have – issues, relapse problems, things like that. Yeah. This environment for him is probably not. To separate from people you might have been around yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I'm sure that everybody out there is going, oh, Broadus, you, you know, you're making too big of a deal about it. No, I'm not. This is something you have to think about when bringing a player, when you're bringing a player in. One of the reasons why people said, excuse me, Rob, I know no, you're going to no, make a great no, point. No, you're good. This is why they said don't draft Des Bryant because of all the influence around him. Well, Des proved to be different, you know, and – I don't think that Josh Gordon can prove to be different with what well, is, is going on with his uh, his day. And there were different issues with Dez. I mean, De- this, Josh Gordon is in essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's basically Randy Gregory right now. Like he's one strike away from from, from, from goodbye forever. Yeah. yeah. Dez had some attitude stuff coming out of Oklahoma. No, I just say yeah. No, people, no. But people I'm, said I'm, they shouldn't draft Dez Bryant because of the bad influences. You know, Des Bryant overcame more things. I, I I got in trouble one time on the radio for saying that Des Bryant, and he got mad at me because I was trying to compliment him on. I've never seen a guy with more uh, more things happen to him in his life, and him overcome those. Mm-hmm. You know, I meant that as a compliment. I don't know if necessarily that Josh Gordon could could survive being back in Texas. We're on the same page there. I, and the other thing too is because he was an in-state player. Cowboys did their homework on him coming out of the draft. Did a lot of homework on him, and maybe they don't. They had to gather information if they were looking into this last couple of days on what's happened to him since he's been in the league. Uh, but they know they know about him, and I just trust that they had information that said, you know what, when we, we're dealing with some stuff already. Uh, when, now, now where he's going, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays on the field. He has a heck of a season. When you hear the going. word time bomb tagged to a player. There are certain things you can call players, certain words you can use. Some of them are really bad, by the way, that you can use. We'll talk about those off the air. But you call a player, uh, you say he's a time bomb. A ticking time bomb. A ticking time bomb. Quote, that's not good. That's and not good. How many, how many guys do you want on your team that you've got a nurse? 
you already got to nurse two guys, right? Yeah, at and, least. And that we know of. <laughs> yeah, at right? least. <laughs> and, and, and now you want to bring in another guy, and you start relying on too many guys that have those off-field problems, you're going to start failing. And, and, and the cancer starts growing in your also, locker room. Also in the middle of the season, too. It's one thing to bring in a guy that's, you know, Gregory gets comes back and has the camp in the preseason and he gets back into the program. We're talking like on the fly, this guy bringing him in and he's, he ha- does have the baggage. I could see why they said, you know what, let's just go in another direction. And, not- and, and, and look at Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland was so patient with him. Yep. They put up with, how many years has this been going on? Five. Well, he's... Uh, 2012 is yeah. when he came into the okay. league. Okay, yeah. and they've six. been so patient with him, and and they finally go, that's it. I'm throwing my hands up in the air. I've what had happened it. this weekend? He tweaked his hamstring at a doing well, some sort of promotional event. thing. Well, evidently and, and, they and say he's available. Now he's, now he's yeah. fine. Now he can, now yeah. he can play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I no, he he missed. He was late to a meeting. Right. They they just didn't you know and and. You know, Mickey's right, and I, hey, listen, trust me. I, and I don't blame if, Cleveland. If you listen to if you listen to me on the draft show, I, I I take great pride in trying to give guys second chances. Joe Mixon was a great example of what, but Joe Mixon, I think Joe, you know, I'm always like, hey, bring in the bring in that criminal guy. Bring you know, everybody gives me a hard time about that. But this is one where I look at it, and I I know a lot of angles here, and it's it, this one is not worth it. This this is just not worth it. So and why is it worth it to the Patriots, you think? It's worth it to the Patriots because the Patriots have built up enough equity in that they're the smartest team in the league. And, and they're the or smartest. Or are they so desperate at wide receiver? Yeah, They've had yeah, 25 yeah, transactions exactly. since July yeah. at the wide receiver position. How many? Is that right? 25 yeah. transactions since July at the wide receiver position. So Switzer wasn't the answer? No, he's not there. Oh no, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, no. no the thing, and that, he wouldn't have been the answer. See, but, that, but that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. And and I give the Patriots credit. But if you build up enough equity to where you're winning Super Bowls and being playoffs, yeah, you look. Now they win a lot of those things because of the head coach and because of the quarterback. So you know you can take chances like that. That's a that's a it's a if you if you have that uh, if you have that ability if you have that locker. There's people will argue here though that and and you guys can just beat me up on saying this if you want and I'll let you do it. But there are people that said that that you do not want to put this player. Why give Jason Garrett another headache? Why give Jason Garrett another headache to have to deal with with all that's going on with this with this season? You know, that that is, is you know you talk about Belichick and you know Jason is an established coach established in years of tender. But not in, you know, maybe in, maybe right now you're looking at a situation where his job's on the line. That and you and, and do you want to throw and do you want to take you want to throw something else into his put on his plate that he has to deal with instead of focusing on winning games. But people will say, well, Broadus, if you had Josh Gordon, you could probably win games. Or is he going to be eligible this? Week? Or is he going to be eligible? I, I think that that's. Do you want do you want to put that on your head coach? Show up this week. Might yeah. as well bring Dez back. I don't well, think Dez was a problem. Myself, myself, Mickey. I, I don't think Dez was a problem. No, no. I'm saying you might as well bring him back if right. you're going to take a chance on that. If guy. you're if you're going to cut Dez Bryant because of because of things you saw in the locker room or or things uh, you know things that you little personality conflicts or whatever. Then why in the hell would you want to bring in Josh Gordon? So right. why, why that, that to me and, would make and, absolutely and you know what? no sense. I, I'd made the parallel with Randy Gregory. They feel like this—that's different with Randy. Players 
lobbied for him to get reinstated on this football team. Like, it's not an attitude thing with Randy. It's, it is a medical issue that is causing his previous substance I like issue. what I've seen from receivers so far. I don't know why they're bringing in Bryce Butler myself. <sighs> I don't. I, I had the same. I, I, I for two I weeks. Report, I said, for two why? weeks. For two weeks. I. You know what? I, you I, cannot. I, I, point. I understand bringing him in for a workout, see, making sure that he's whatever, so that you have him. You know what's out there in case you have an injury yeah. or something. But, but did he get a private workout? He was not part of the. He was not. Yes, not the. He wasn't part night. of Camp Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, but see, that was that was their way of looking at their emergency board. This is the only time they'll work players out. Right. They, they've done they, this before. They've right. got the coaches. Sure. The fact that the the fact that the, the, the Seahawks played a Monday night game, they really couldn't sit down and look at tape. They had to right. wait they had to so wait for the Seahawks. So, so they had really a spare day to look to so what you do if you're a personnel guy, you say and it's hard for the coaches to go out there and work guys out because they do not want to take time away from game planning. So this is the way you set your emergency board. You get the coaches involved, and they will not ask the coaches to do any more workouts the rest of the way. This won't do it. Yep. So that makes great sense. From heck, the, the whole organization standpoint. was out there. Yeah, except yeah. us. <laughs> oh, we were us. there. I was there. There you go. All right, <laughs> stand up and watch. <laughs> right, so why would the Patriots? Why don't the Patriots take a look at Des Bryant? Age. Maybe maybe he's, now he's, this, he's route old, running. He's older than a Josh Gordon. This is where this is now where the film turns into. Does the because abil- or, does or do they have an impression of Des Bryant that he is trouble? I don't think it's a trouble. I think with the I Patriots, mean, because they're not afraid to bring trouble into no, the locker. No, but they're always they're, the Patriots are more interested in bringing in players they think can play. Josh Gordon can play. The problem is, like you said, will he be there? You know. Will he be at the meetings and stuff to be available? This I feel like that that the, the they Patri- perceive Josh Gordon as being a different type player than Des Bryant. Absolutely, yes, yes. Absolutely. I he, think they're looking for somebody explosive, get down the field. They, that is true. And that's Zone probably not Des at this true. point. How old this is, is more. This, this is more. And immediately, like this week, this is more about ability than it is about personality. Is what I'm. Josh Gordon's at. 27. Des is, I think, turning 30. And what was the talk coming out of here that like we love Des, but Des had lost a step and was in decline. I think that was generally the feeling uh, in terms of a guy who can go vertical, a guy who's just dynamic. There's, Josh Gordon showing he could factor, be that. There's another factor in there, and it's money. The quarterback, quarterback. Yeah, money. Money. Yeah, I, th- I think Gordon is basically a veteran's minimum. Oh, he's a seven. Yeah, he's a seven hundred thousand dollar player. Right. And, and, the, and what is Des willing to play for? Yeah. See, this is this is where. Okay, now I'll give the Patriots credit for this. They give a fifth, but if Josh Gordon doesn't work out, they get a seven back. So what you're doing is you're taking a look at a guy. If he works, great. I thought it was. I thought the details were if he plays ten games. Right. That's then, what I'm saying. Then they get. That's the what I'm saying. They're going to yeah. get a free look at a guy, and 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 if and if in six weeks. He reverts back to Josh Gordon. We've known for the last five years. The Patriots will get their fifth back. Plus oh, they will. The, plus okay, I they didn't get, hear that part of it. Plus they okay. get their seventh back. They're going to get a seventh back from uh, from Cleveland just for the the rental. 
that's why people were asking why didn't the Cowboys get in on this? But again, because I think they don't, they don't locker, have nothing to do with the trade that's value. Locker room. I'm just I was gonna finish oh, my own question. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's more it, it's more it's about intangibles. And uh, yeah, they prom a lot on this show, don't yeah, you? Yeah, me kinda, and Nikki kind of jump on you a lot. Kind of do. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a three second timer on me until I get interrupted. But it's cool. <laughs> I just right, I, do, I, do, I'm a, I do apologize. Robert. And uh, the other uh, acquisition news yesterday, of course, uh, Dan Bailey was headed to Minnesota for a physical perfect and spot that was uh so easy to predict uh, once Daniel Car- Carlson their fifth round draft pick this year How by about the that? way uh, maybe missed his third field goal in overtime in a 29-29 tie in Green Bay maybe not that that difficult because somebody asked Mike Zimmer was that a hard decision uh, to make uh, you know what his answer was uh, did God. you watch the game <laughs> that was that was incredible <laughs> let me ask you this let me ask you this oh, Zim. <laughs> I, I love Mike I really really do but was that the best way to handle that particular question? I, think I mean, it is if, I mean, I was that was that? The, <laughs> no, I'm just saying though. Is it is it right though to to hammer the kid like that, Carlson? I appreciate his brother missed a field goal in the LSU game the other day yeah. too. Thank you very much for doing that, Carlson family. Considering right, this kid's trying to get a job somewhere you know, else. No, you know what? I, I I think Mike didn't think of that part of it. It yeah. was like. Why did you just, just ask me that stupid it was more question towards the media? Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think he was trying you know, to bury but, but the poor kid. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those things where you say, you know what? Yeah, we we used to draft pick on the kid. We obviously thought a lot of him. It didn't work out. You know, we we hope that. And especially yeah. where the Vikings are. The Vikings are planning yeah. to be in Atlanta. Yeah. In oh, I picked February. them to be in Atlanta. Yeah. And, and yeah. so you, you can't – even if you spent a fifth-round pick on a kicker, I mean, you might be able to even resign your practice squad if, you, if he's, you know, maybe he's later just, today. Maybe he's just plain pissed off that they blew a chance to win a game at Green Bay. Right. And it's, well, he has no one know. to blame but himself. He's the guy who drafted the kicker. Yeah. Fair. So if that's – if, you know, if you want to be all crappy or about it – Or maybe he didn't. Nah, he, he was Rick Spielman. Trust me, oh, Rick and him. I, I trust me. I sit next to him at the Senior Bowl. He's telling Rick everything he wants. Yeah, that, that's a guy. That's a guy. And a guy. That's you know. But I t- Rick's done a nice job. I love Rick Spielman. Right. He's done a fine job. But you know, I, I think that you know, hey, you know, look at yourself when you're, you know, maybe you should be disappointed in your you for for picking the kid. You know, did you watch the game? Yeah. Did you watch the draft? You picked him, jackass. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Uh, you know, I would have. I would have said that. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been yeah. great? Did you watch the? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that have been great if, yeah. if Zimmer answers that reporter and yeah. say, "Did you watch the game?" And then the, and the reporter came back with, "Did you watch the draft?" Yeah. Did you watch Ooh. the draft? Oh. I don't think Mike would have loved that one. No, but you know what? It's. it's Do you like your job? Yeah. You know, <laughs> in, in actuality, though, that you know, you have to when you're standing up there and talking about things, you have to be a little bit mindful of that. You know, you're, you're the one that picked the kid. You are. You, I mean, you're acting all crummy about it. Mike, I love Mike. I really do. And I would say it to his face. I go, you're the one that drafted him. I would. What if, what I would if, say it to his face. What if Garrett had said that about Bailey after camp? Did you watch training camp? Was it a tough decision? Nah, it was pretty easy. Brett Maher was a lot better. Ah, that would have been... That would have made a huge. Well, headlines. see, that's the thing about it. Like, he couldn't say that because, ba- because Bailey, Bailey was, was Bailey was not no, bad. It was if, a tie. If, I'm just saying. I, I know what you're that's saying. That's not that's not Jason's if, personality. If Bailey's <laughs> yanking kicks right and left, you know, yanking them, yank, you know, missing yeah. them, and he's, you know, it's like, damn, Dan's he's he's done. Yeah, he's done. You know, 
But you're the one that drafted that kid. It's a great spot for Dan, I think. Because it's a great spot they, they, for it's Dan. A, it's a good team. Maybe they, a psycho oh, coach. Yeah. They got a chance to go <laughs> go to the Super Bowl this year, I think. Uh, they're kicking indoors, although he's going to have to kick in some cold weather places probably. Well, but hey, already, he's past Green Bay. Bay. They got Green Bay, by the way. It's true. <laughs> Chicago's the only one. And Chicago. I, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to yeah. act like I know what the Vikings' schedule is. Yeah. Detroit's indoors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're All just right. getting started on Talking Cowboys. So much to get into. We were able to scout the next opponent last night on Monday Night Football as well. And we take your phone calls when we continue in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Well, want to use what the pros use. Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks. And guess what? It's free shipping. Get jackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. I used my shaving lube this morning yeah and you know what it's it's almost like you're you're shaving like you know when you use a squeegee on the window yeah there's no pull it just kind of slides there is no pull whatsoever from your razor i love my jack black shaving cream that i ran out of last week 
We got to help you out with that. Yes, Bill. we do. We've got. I've got. I'm getting ready to turn in my yeah. my, my uh, reorder. Yeah, look yeah. at this. I got you down. For Rob some Phillips. Stuff too. Uh, Rob Phillips left during the break, but now he's back, and it's almost as if it's Santa Claus is arriving. Maybe here. the next break we'll talk yeah, about that. We'll huh? talk about the uh, yeah. special delivery. Coming That's pretty up here. quick. Consider this segment Christmas Eve. Okay, we'll wait till Christmas <laughs> morning go. after the last break. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, did you watch Monday Night Football last night and the Cowboys' First next time I did. opponent? First time I First did. First time. First time I did this, this season. Yeah. This season I did. I, I was just interested to see what the. Uh, what Seattle was going to roll out there. And, uh, you know, looks like they – I've got the tape upstairs now. It's good to watch. But it looks like they've got some issues, clearly, on the offensive line. And, you know, they were missing some key people defensively. So, uh, really, the a shell of a team that probably they wanted to roll out there. But, uh, you know, a team that, nevertheless, you're going to have to deal with some, some – still some – some key players on that team that can make life a little difficult for you. Do yeah. you think Demarcus Lawrence and others on the oh, the hot boys were licking their chops last night? Do we have to use that term? <laughs> you not like that, Mick? You don't like old school rap? Hot boys. You know what? I saw a lot of similarities to what the Giants went through Rob, here a couple nights Rob, ago. Rob, you and I were going to use hot boys just to get under <laughs> Mickey's skin. How are we spelling boys? Is oh, it? it's got to have a Z it's on it. got to have a Z. Z. Yeah. Come on. All right. Get with it, Mickey. Jason Wooden had a couple phrases the other night. Last yes, he night. did. I was just looking them up. I was trying to remember them. Storm the castle. Yeah, that's right. Storm it, the castle. Which and is in reference to just swarming Russell Wilson right. with way too many that's rushers a, that they can handle. football term. And there was another one about elephants, I believe. But anyway, elephants on parade. He used to be in, in the same sentence, basically. <laughs> Storming the yes. castle and elephants on parade, which was everybody goes left and the play went right. Right. Elephants on parade. Yes. Those, Point being. The big uglies up front. Yeah. All went left. Russell Wilson had some protection issues last night. So, I think yeah, that's something that, that we'll see. Now, the difference is. Eli's a sitting duck, let's be honest. Yes. And Russell Wilson is as good as anybody in the league at avoiding uh, scrambling and just buying extra time. I'm interested to see, go back and watch the Denver game that they played in week one. That's where I want to see where, if in fact, because we didn't really hear about with Vaughn Miller and that group, I, I think I'm right about that. How, you know, how much pressure were, uh, if you said who would be the better pass rushers in the league, I think that maybe Denver's pass rush would be more – uh, uh, more ferocious than what the Bears. I know the Bears have done a nice job with they do have with Khalil Mack. With Khalil yeah. Mack, yeah. But I, I, I'm interested to see. Okay, how did they protect against the Denver Broncos in Week One, or or did they have those issues carry over well, into they, this game? Well, six he, sacks both games. He, six sacks both yeah. games. Okay, there he you go. threw for 298 yards and three touchdowns against Denver. Right. So as badly as the protection was, they they did do something and they did score. Uh, 24 points. Uh, but last night, that looked like Russell Wilson and the other 21. Uh, he, uh, and by he, the way, Von, he just seemed Von to be Miller out there operating sacks. by okay, himself. There you go. So, yeah. You're right, Mick. He, yeah. If it's he, six and I six, mean, or it, it was him there. having to make plays. Although the tight end looked like he may have a little something. Will Disley. Yeah. From the draft show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that with Seattle, you're always going to have to deal with Russell Wilson. That's going to be the plan. And you're going to hear me talk about this this bunch uh, this week, uh, you know, with the protection, clearly an issue. Uh, but the, the second chance plays with him in the pocket, his ability to move, the ability to scramble. I've always believed this about Russell Wilson. You have to make him play backwards. You can't let him play going forward. And when I mean going forward is, and we saw what happened in the pocket to him. He's scrambling it late in the game. 
He gets hit. The ball's not, but that's him going forward. He's trying to make plays. When Russell Wilson has his problems is when he's going straight back. He's not a pocket passer. And, and when he can set his feet and throw, he can be a little bit better. But if you make him have to play off the back of his back foot and go backwards, he doesn't get enough on the football. He tends to make some mistakes. But uh, he's going to take a beating in these games. And, you know, and, and shame on John Snyder for, for not trying to help him. I mean, they've got some – They've got some guys. I mean, he's, he tried to make a trade for Dwayne Brown from the from the 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 Texans, the, the Texans you know, and, and that that has really worked out for him. He drafted Ethan Posick from LSU, who's really a, more of a center than he is a guard. He drafted him in the second round. Uh, Justin Britt has played for him for since 2014. He was a second round pick. DJ Fluker, you know, came from the Giants. He was at San Diego initially, and then the Giants, and then. You know, it was be kind of really come a just a big, heavy-footed guy, which he always yeah. has been. Yeah. I always thought yeah. that he would. Yeah, and he, he, he wasn't a right tackle. He wasn't a right tackle. Now, now you're guard. playing him at guard, and he's not very quick. And then Iafetti, Iafetti was a, a first-round first pick. pick, and John backed up in the draft when he could have taken. John could have drafted uh, Ramchick, the 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 fine tackle that's playing for the Saints. So. That's on that's on Snyder for his offensive line problems. I mean, it's not from a lack of trying. He's just done a bad job of evaluating his line and their ability to play. And it's 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 going to cost Russell Wilson. It's amazing to me he gets up after every play because he takes some some wicked shots. You know, right Brian, tackle Jermaine Ifedi or however you say his name. Texas A and M. Yeah, it's Ifedi Ifedi. Yes, Ifedi. 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 I fool you. So he. So he, he fooled uh, John. How about his first three weeks of this season? He got Vaughn Miller the first week, Khalil Mack the second, and now he gets Demarcus Lawrence this week. Oh, and you know, fun. when Brian talks about Wilson going forward too, it's not forward around the edges. No, it's right up the middle. Right up the middle. Yeah. So the Cowboys have to be very careful if they want to be aggressive, run uh, rushing the quarterback. You better stay in your lanes. You and have some containment because that's what I saw last night when he was running. Yeah. It was right well, up the gap. Discipline rushes, and what Rod always says is keep him in the well and keep him in the well. And right. you know, Rod's—they've done a decent job against him in recent years. Yeah. Last last year, I don't—he made some clutch throws last year on Christmas Eve, but I don't think he had. A, he may have had like a hundred yards. Thirteen season. to twelve Catch, game was it one of those deals? Twenty-one yeah. twelve. Low score. I think they scored late. Game. You know, late. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's you know, I, I kind of felt like the game. I mean, Trubisky was making some plays, but they still until the pick six, and you know, it's amazing that they can give up six sacks and hang in football games. Mm-hmm. It's the last couple of weeks, so it, you know, this one, this one could very well be on the Cowboys' offense. You know, can and you know, can you have a, the type of game plan where you can run the football? We have some success throwing. And will like Bobby it, Wagner be back? Yeah, this and then it sounds like Bobby Wagner will be back. So, you, you mm. know, you better be ready for, you know, you, this team has done a, a, not a very good job of blocking that Mike linebacker. The last couple of weeks, the like Mike linebackers have been able to make tackles. I, I know Luke Keekley's a rare player, but you look at Ogletree and what he was able to do. He had several tackles in this game. And, you know, if you don't block Bobby Wagner, then you're not going to run the football. 21-12, they lost to him last year. And Mm -hmm. this surprised me. I I should have known it when I was looking at the scores from last year. It was the only game the Cowboys lost when they didn't give up at least 27 points. Yeah. All the other losses were 27 points or more. So – uh, and they were stagnant offensively in that first game. First game even back though, for Zeke, even right? Even though Zeke right. was yeah. back, they yeah. still it was a continuation yeah. pass protection. He was kind of you know. back, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was first game back. <laughs> yeah. And you you thought Witten made improvement this week? 
I, I described well, those the uh, he had some witticisms last. Yeah, night. He, he yeah, he did, and that's good. That brings out his personality. I thought I, don't, I only watched maybe like the part of the first half, but when he's drawing up stuff. And, yeah, and, and I, I thought all along, watching him in the preseason, I said, well, let's wait to the regular season because those in-game situations and talking football, that's what will be his strength. Most comfortable doing that. Yeah. Circling Down. out things and what, what he's seeing on a previous play, that's where he shines. At. And what I could hear, I mean, it was basically the fourth quarter by the time I got home, but he seemed more relaxed. He seemed more like it wasn't scripted or trite, and I thought the three of them mixed a lot better than kind of stumbling all over each other. Well, well it's hard when they're not all in the booth together. Uh, uh, I'm, pulling your, I'm pulling one of your things, Mickey. <laughs> Can't put the face. Get me some face camera here, please. Here we go. <laughs> you didn't think so. No, I think that Witten did fine. I don't like Booger McFarlane on the field. I don't like that. I, I don't like that dynamic I just, there. Yeah, put it I all think the I, I well, I I think Booker McFarland brings some things. <laughs> I think that you know his clearly his training in the SEC network has helped him, but I don't like the fa- I, I feel like it's a disjointed broadcast, and you know it, so I, I would I would and not and I I love Booker McFarland. He's an LSU guy. I mean, I, I, you got to love LSU guys, but. I just would like for them to ride Jason Witten as the analyst here. Right. I really would. I would like to hear him have more opinions about what's going on with the game. I think what, what Tor- happens with the open mic is yeah. the, the the guy on the field doesn't know what's going on. No, that's what you're saying. You said that last week. That's I, right. I'm just saying that to me, take take that element out. Mm-hmm. Take the other analyst out. And just and focus in on Witten. Let him be the guy that shines for you. But Tessator can set him up, but but make sure you do that. See, that's the other thing that Romo has going for him is with Jim, Jim Nance, Nance can set you up all he day. Can, he can set him up all day, and Nance he's got uh, you know two decades, if not three decades, in the network booth. He's not trying to prove himself, you sure. know. And so, and credit Jim Nance for. Uh, even changing the way he calls a game in order for Romo to shine. Right. And um, and I know Joe Tessitore from when he interned Absolutely. for us sure. back 25 years ago. But for anybody, it's your first opportunity calling NFL games right. on Monday Night Football stage. And it's you're not necessarily your main priority, although it should be, is what – the the rookie analyst in setting him up yeah. because you're proving yourself as well. Right. I mean, you so. got three guys that are trying right. to make their way yeah. right. at the same time. I only need you know. He, I only and, need two. And think about Aikman when he started. You know, <laughs> he was with guys that had done the job. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to uh, break in with a new play by play guy. Right. right. And, and, and you're you're more relaxed than the play-by-play guy yeah i'll set you up i've been around long enough Mm -hmm. i made my way i'm gonna help you out and it's a different and tessitore has a different personality than it's it's test by the way that's right that's right let's go to brandon in ohio you're up on talking cowboys hello brandon hello uh thanks for taking my call guys sure um so with the Seattle game coming up. Yeah. I, I've heard you guys talk about how you think after this week will be the week that there might be potential to actually make a trade for Earl Thomas. I don't think you heard um, us say that, no. but go ahead. I think I've heard Brian say that okay. it probably wouldn't be until after a week. No, three, it wouldn't. It clearly wouldn't be after the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was thinking in the interest of uh, thinking outside the box a little bit, what would you guys think about uh, the potential to uh, move Jordan Lewis to safety 
trade for Earl Thomas and trade away Xavier Woods and a late, really late round pick in the interest of, uh, you know, uh, Earl Thomas III being your safety of right now and grooming Jordan Lewis to be your safety of the future since he's not a good scheme fit for a corner, but he looks like he could be a great transition to safety. Um, so that's my question. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to you guys talk about it. Jordan Lewis, Lewis is a safety. Is he built like a safety? Well, uh, he's built similar intangibles to uh, Earl Thomas III. I feel like Earl's a bigger, yeah. bigger body yeah. guy. Earl, Earl, yeah, he is a bigger well, body guy. I don't know guy. that I want a 5'9 safety. No, he, he's he, or yeah, 5'10. 5'10. Give him 5'10. You give him 5'10. I, I think that. <laughs> How tall is Palomalu? Yeah, he's built different, though. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if. I don't know Sanders? If, I don't know if. Yeah, Bob Sanders? Yeah. Bob Sanders will blow you up. <laughs> I, I don't know if. You know, when you talk about those safeties like that, um, Palomalos, the Earl Thomases, the Eric Berries, great instinctual players. I don't know if necessarily if if Jordan Lewis is a great instinctual player, and I think that to me, if by the way, if I'm making the Seattle trade, they're not getting my two. I'm sorry, you had a chance. You're not getting it now. I was thinking. I was th- here's yeah. what I was thinking in regards to if it ever became yeah. a possibility. When you see the Seahawks now fall to 0-2. They have no leverage. Let's say they lose this week yep. to the Cowboys. They're now 0-3. Right. That third-round pick looks pretty good now. Yeah. See, this is where I'm saying and my thing is, do you want my third-round pick now or do you want to wait till 2020 and get that third-round pick when Earl Thomas signs somewhere else? That's the that's the that's that's what John Snyder has to come to grips with now. Being in the compensatory pick. Yeah. You yeah. had an opportunity to take my two. You didn't take my two. So, I'm sorry. You're, it's not, I'm not going to offer my two to you again. With that being said, I, I I don't I feel like though you need to keep Jordan Lewis at corner. Mickey's made a point before, and Bill maybe Rob as well about injuries and things that happen as the season goes on. Keep him in that spot. Let him just to keep practicing as that corner. They're not using him. Anthony Brown played has played really actually pretty well the last couple of weeks. So Jordan's your fourth corner. Keep Xavier Woods. You know he's going to be back in the mix. You know you, you're comfortable with him. But I, the, the, the longer this thing goes, I don't think you're necessarily going to trade for Earl Thomas. Yeah. You know, not if not if Frazier and and Heath and those guys continue to play pretty well. And if you get if if now if Frazier becomes a backup guy, and you know he you can put him in some situations. I I'm, I don't know if I'm going to trade for something. I'm looking for offensive help. Defense is your strength right yeah, now. I'm, I'm, not, games, I'm not worried. Games. I'm not worried about a safety. I'm I'm looking okay. And this is this goes back to the seven. You know, seven wide receivers that you you could you know potentially have on the roster. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I'm looking. What about tight end? What, what about is there some is there somebody is there something I can do better there at tight end? If I'm going to give a a pick, a late round pick, or a middle round pick, or whatever, I, I'm kind of thinking about looking at a tight end. And by the than way, I am, than I am anything else. I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, talking Earl Thomas versus Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up their uh, dimensions from when they came into the league at uh, at the scouting combine. Five oh nine six. Five five ten. Five ten. Uh, and even five ten for Jordan Lewis. One eighty eight. He's yeah. one ninety five now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but he came in at one eighty eight. Yeah. And Earl Thomas came in at 5'10", 2 208, 20 yeah. pounds heavier. He's just yeah. a thicker player. Yeah. yeah. 188 or 195 And more instinctual, as I would not... say. Yeah. When you, yeah. You know, these really good safeties, you watch them play, 
That's why Jeff Heath can, you know, Jeff Heath has got ability and he's got speed, but Jeff Heath is learning how to play with some instinct. He's learning how to position position himself. I think that's why Byron Jones had difficulty. Yeah, Byron Jones wasn't the most instinctual player, but you put him at corner and let, you know, Byron Jones is getting a really nice feel of how to play routes up the field. You know, and, and the way that Chris Richard and those guys are teaching him is don't look back for the ball, wait for the guy to put his hands up, and you put your hands up at the same time. So that there's a lot of, you know, a little positive. But, I, you know, they're going to get to a point where maybe they don't need Earl Thomas. And I, and that's that's hard for me to say because I, I'm from the point of trying to help the, the secondary itself. But if these guys continue to kind of continue to play at a, a level that is, is, is a good level, then – Given that pickup, if you want Earl Thomas at the end of the summer or at the end of the year, maybe that's the best way to get he, it. The Heath issue is, is going to be injuries. I mean, you already yeah. had one with Woods, and yeah. then Heath almost got hurt at yeah. the end of that game the yeah. other day. Yeah, sure, just knocked and, the wind out of him. No yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, you could kind of see I it know, though. I that, know. Okay, what if Heath goes down? Let me ask you this: six one two twelve. By the way, on Heath, he's bigger than people right. think. He can right. run too, and that's the thing about him is he when you. And you know the other day, I mean, they had a difficult assignment tackling that Barkley guy. I mean, yeah. he, they, they, I mean, guys would get to him, and and that's the great thing is that at least they had bodies to him. But right. You've got to you've got to try and bring those guys and down. And even though Heath wasn't able to bring him down on first contact, yeah. whatever, he slowed yeah. him up a little bit yeah. where help was on its way. Yeah. The second wave got him. Yeah, that's right. A lot of bodies. Uh, okay, Rob has, has his cell phone out and he is poised. What do to we deliver got? Breaking news. Something right now. He's got a smirk on his face now. Bryce Butler has spoken. Oh, my. Here we he go. Do we, want to sa- do we want to save it for the next segment? Do that. Do that. All right. That's a tease. Bryce Butler has spoken next on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Pick your plays, gentlemen, not your wedgies. Tommy John's the most comfortable underwear on the planet and comes back by a no-wedgie guarantee. If you suffer one in your Tommy John's, they'll give you your money back guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. And I referenced Christmas morning in the last break. And, and we all have a present. Just to show right. you guys how great, Tom, especially Bill, how great Tommy John is. Yes, because I am... You're Tommy to Johnless. Now you're not Tommy Johnless. We got some swag bags. All right. Let's see yeah. what we got in here. Boy, it's all wrapped up tight. Go maybe get. What? <laughs> oh, Mickey's already opened his up. What do you have there, Mickey? All right. Let's see. No adjustments needed. Must be some of those nice form-fitting underwear. Antimicrobial. Yes. Yeah. That's no what I'm talking about. No adjustments needed. Look at there. There you go, Bill. Welcome to the Tommy All John right. family. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hooked up. You could sit around in your hotel room in Oxnard in your Tommy John. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm going to be there for three weeks, I need 21 pairs. Well, here, Bill. Maybe, <laughs> I, work maybe, on not, that. maybe not mine. Maybe Rob can help yeah, you Yeah, because we don't want to wash those. <laughs> All right. Very, very nice. Thank you, Tommy John. Thank you, John. Tommy John. Yes. It'll change your life, Bill. It'll All change right. your life. Tomorrow we, expect, wait. tomorrow we expect a scouting I won't, report. I will not be squirming in my seat tomorrow. <laughs> <Scouting> <laughs> report. Looks yes. like I've got the traveling grays here. Yes, traveling grays. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Thank yeah. you, Tommy John, as always. Thank you, Tommy John. Thank you, Tommy John. All right. I've got one more thing that I would like to let you know about. The Star in Frisco and Flea Style are teaming up for Market at the Star – an outdoor market with over 30 booths with handmade, vintage, and one-of-a-kind lifestyle goods on Saturday, September 22nd, which would be this coming Saturday. Admission and parking free. For details, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Flea style in the Star in Frisco. Like a flea market kind of thing? Sounds that way. F-L-E-A? It's a, an outdoor market. There you go. Curated outdoor market. 30 booths. Whoa. All right. Made vintage and one of a kind lifestyle goods. And when does it start? All, I guess it's all day Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday, yeah. September 22nd. It's oh, a we're one gone. day only. Not me. I'm going to come see it. I'm going to come out right. and hang out. So, Brian Broadus making an appearance. I'll make he an volunteered appearance. to make yeah. an appearance. Come out there. Hey, speaking of that, can I make a, a I'm sorry, Mickey, can I make a, 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 a promotion? God, we're doing this. I, I'm going to hurry up, Ken. I promise you. Uh, we got uh, Happy Hour tonight. Oh, that's over, right. Uh, the Concrete Cowboys. So come on by. Are you involved this week, Mick? I think you I are. I think I am. Yeah. So come see Mickey. Come harass Mickey at Concrete Cowboy. Uh, he will be happy to take pictures with you, answer all your questions. And, no autographs, though. Yeah. Uh, good food. Really good food. Good entertainment. Uh, questions. Everybody come out and hang out with us. Concrete are you guys Cowboys. on? You I am, on? I'm on with you today. You on? I'm on. Okay. I'm on with you today. So we'll have some fun. So who all's involved on the show today? I think it's me. a rotating, yeah, uh, rotating group. I think Hellman's on it. It's yeah, me, um, Hellman, and maybe Taylor's I think on the Taylor's hosting tonight. Yeah, so yeah. okay, All right. so we'll do, we'll have fun. It's just come out, Concrete Cowboy. You start six to seven, and we'll also have it on the apps and all our platforms if you're out of town and want to listen to it. Yeah, it's a good show because we uh, go through a lot of different things. Very good. Yeah. It's- Great Tuesday. Tuesday's yeah. a good day to it go is a through a lot of different things around yeah. the league, in fact. Yeah. And one thing around the league and uh, penalties around the league. Yes. Did y'all see the Vikings-Packers game? I did. Yes. Okay. The Clay Matthews yes. hit on Cousins. Yes. How could they defend uh, un- that? Unbelievable. 
The league did defend it, though. What did they say? They, they said, said that's it, it, the way it, it should it, be officiated. Yeah. How is that a penalty? I don't know. And 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 you guys, I'm glad everybody's catching up to the life that I had to leave for, lead for 13 years of dealing with NFL officials. And that the fact that calls are made and they get on a plane and fly first class and wreck somebody else's life, you know, I mean, that, I mean, it, that game is, I don't know. I, I know. I, I'm just telling you, yeah. I'm telling you, I don't, I do not understand officiating anymore. I really don't. I, I don't, I don't, there's things that happen in games now that I, and now back in the day, and I don't mean to be that guy all the time, but there were, there are calls that are made today that I just, I cringe. So I'm, are they are they saying that he drove? He cousins drove. In? That's cousin what they're saying. The what they basically they, tackled. He yeah, tackled. He him. did, and he did not drive him into the ground. No, I think that they were probably so on point for that because oh, of sure. the teams that Tony, were playing and Anthony Crente. Barr and Rogers yeah. the previous year, and they were they were Tony Crente. Top I'm you. priority that. We got to be on the lookout for the Packers getting payback. Whatever. There, there are and there so, are referees in this league that do that overly protect quarterbacks, and Tony Corrente is one of them. He he will he will he is a. You got to understand where you. This are is in the, the game. game. I know you, and this is. You got to understand this makes a difference in who wins the game. And he didn't. And you're go, telling me he didn't go low. <laughs> yeah, no, he just went he straight ahead. He didn't yeah. pick him up. He it's, just. It's, wow. you know, and that's where, you know, Jason Garrett will not. I mean, he stood up at the podium yesterday and there were a couple of the holding calls and I get it, you know, but sometimes you just got to let these guys play. And these officials, it's not always the case that you just, you know, it, yeah. it you don't put yourself in a game where it's division rivals and both teams and they're fighting. You know, don't you make the call that's going to flip the game one way to it. Just let the players decide the game. And especially if Carlson makes a field goal at the end yeah. of the game, yeah. and it uh, it took a it turned a law a win into a loss, and yeah. as it was, it they turned a win into a tie. For right. The you know, and the other thing that's happening now is for offensive linemen, don't dare bury the guy. Yeah. Because you're going to get called for holding. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not my fault that you can't stand up on your own two feet when I block you. Yeah. And, and, and then you and go to the ground. And teach your defensive linemen to take a, a dive. It's a little soccer move. We're going to be oh, soccer. Yeah. We're gonna I'm be, getting held. We're going to see soccer out No, there. you got pancaked. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did. The, the Lael Collins one, he, he, he punished and, and the guy. And you literally could call holding on every single play in every game. Every week, and, and so, so when it happens, subjective. when it happens out yeah. in the open, that, that that's that's the worst part, right? Yeah. Yep. You, you and it's the same thing happened to Swaim too, by the way. It was out in the open. I could yeah, see why his they, his was a little bit more of a I, I bulldog see, move. I can see why they called that though. The Swaim move was they turn around, they see him, and he's got he's him in a got half a, Nelson. Yeah. I mean, well, on film, it, it 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 that one that one was worse than the Lyle Collins one. But you you probably didn't have to get to the Lyle Collins one if you weren't going to have to throw. If you get that first down, you're probably going to just keep running the ball. But the officials, I, I those were two first down plays, right? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, the run was a first down, and then the third and eleven was a which first was down. a really nice pass play too, yeah, by the, the way, from the pocket. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now the other thing from Sunday. What else you want Sunday to get night, us riled Sunday night up football? About. You were at the game. Yes. Okay. So you were watching the game and not necessarily Hopefully. watching a TV monitor. Yeah. Although you probably watch it for replays. I, I had it on my computer. Rob was at the game. Yes, Brian, sir. you were back star. here, and so you were watching it, yeah. on TV. Right. I'm just going to repeat some tweets 
from me on Sunday night, which Rob knows where this is going. I first tweeted, if we wanted to see the end zone view, we'd buy a seat in the end zone. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. And then I said, I retweeted that and said, what happened? Did NBC lose its cameras and have to use the end zone view? And then I said, I have no idea what happened on that Cowboys series because I was sitting in the end zone. And then Rob retweets me and says, well, he says, Bill is so upset. He's retweeting himself, folks. <laughs> I said, irate, spending this whole commercial break going back and trying to figure out what just happened. You retweet why, yourself. You're why pissed. Why do they show the end zone view on the live? I love the end zone I view to go back and look at the play. Right. It's for replay purposes. But I have to see how much yardage is being gained on the play. So they That's it. why we buy a 50-yard line seat and not an end zone <laughs> What's seat. What's the deal with the green zone, too? Have you seen that? All right, Kit yeah. Garrison chimes that's, in. That's, that's a whole other point too. day Why are topics. we tricking this yeah. up? So did they keep it for the whole play? They, the whole series. whole series. And apparently this is something that's It's almost like playing Madden. They're new you know, when you, when you, when you had play it on Madden, my yeah. computer. I guess I missed that. Yeah. What? It's, it was well, it was second quarter or well, something. Somebody tweeted me and said, it looks like it's kind of that all 22 y'all were talking about during the week, but maybe it's not as really good of all a bird's eye. All 22 is great. I love yeah. all 22, but I don't want to see the all 22 <laughs> live because I want to see what happened on the play first. And then yeah. those are, those innovations are for replay. And that way you can go see what happened. It, it was very, it was very video play. game. Like if you, and I have a 14 oh, year old, 15 year old son that watches plays Madden. And so I understand when you, when you watch him on TV, on the big screen, that's right. the view he gets that's of the game. Right. That's right. The ball goes to the sidelines. You really can't tell if he caught it or not, you know. Right. So was it a low 22? No, it's a high. Was zone. it up high? It's you could see everybody? What you can't tell. It wasn't second deck high. Right. It was lower bowl high. Right, right, I mean, right. It went, it, if it was second deck high, you could see everything. And then you could see the yard lines. Yeah, and exactly. You could see how many yards they, they put just you. They the basically point. gave you a view from the field suites. So what I saw right. a lot was they they started behind the play and then they switched cameras. And, they, and I don't know why and they I were doing that. that. And so I started yelling at my TV. Why are we doing this? And then finally, that gave me the side view. Good. I feel better. I'm not the only one that yelled well, at the, my TV. I think the thing they're trying to do is everybody's real big now in telling you what personnel's on the field. That's what. The, yeah, I mean, they're trying to tell you that if I can tell what personnel's on the field if, by with the, from the side too. If you're in, if you're in twelve <laughs> personnel or eleven personnel and all that, but they're trying to get everybody. The, these broadcasts are really big now on the next gen stats and things like that. That's you know pro football focus. Well, they didn't so. do enough of that on the season opener. That's all I can say when I had to watch on TV. Yeah. Couldn't tell the personnel. Uh, yeah. Just trying to trick it up, man. Just trying to, you know, maybe you're trying to appeal to the younger crowd. Like you said, maybe Bennett would like that better at yeah, 15, I, seeing that. It reminds think, him of Matt. Let's, I, I, let's I, show it in a replay then. Th well, there's no question. I think that's exactly Rob's right. I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to draw a younger group of audience. I, I, I think there's a lot of sports are worrying about the younger audience, unless it's the X game stuff, unless it's skateboarding or half pipe or, you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to have. Yeah, you're, you're right. Not, you're absolutely right. You're not going to have a lot of. You know, do they do the end zone view of the skateboarding? 
They have they, well, <laughs> well, they show they show the pipe, you know, and they show the guys and the the gals doing all that. Love that stuff. But they but, wait. There'll be a camera on the top before they jump off, and you'll see them from behind. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think television. Bill, you're in the industry. I think television is worried about the demographics. Oh, now. they definitely are. Yeah. Ask yeah. B what he thinks. Maybe maybe he maybe he would enjoy that more. Bennett, I don't know. Bennett would watch the game regardless. <clears throat> the problem yeah. will be they then. don't have enough kids like my son who's a psycho football guy. That's true. You know, Bennett, right. Bennett yeah. loves football. There's a lot of kids that don't love football. You know, it, that's it, and, and why they play lacrosse and nothing wrong with that. Or they're playing FIFA soccer on video games. Sure. You know, well, instead just, of watching. just warn them because in 10 years or 15 years, they'll kick them to the curb and they'll come up with something new for the other 15 year olds. Yeah. All right. We have buried the lead for this segment. Rob Phillips Tommy told John? us. No, Rob Phillips oh, told us before this breaking segment news. that we had breaking news from Bryce Butler. He has spoken. <laughs> we got a tweet from DJ Duffelbag. He hashtagged it Duffington <laughs> Post. Wow. Never thought this would go down, but God's will always wins. Dallas, y'all ready to make this thing happen? I'm back. Two exclamation points. Now it's not official. Obviously, they got to make a move to make it happen, but it, he did he sure say, "Are you ready to make this happen, Dallas? Are y'all ready to make this thing happen?" He needs to go out there and make some plays. Though. So is he yeah. encouraging them to yeah. sign him, or they've signed him and he's telling Dallas, "I'm here." He says he's back. Okay, he's under the impression that he's going to be on the roster. I think. Okay. Yeah. Now they got to make a move. Now, what were his comments when he left? Basically, said that the. Uh... That he wasn't going to, he would, ne- they asked him if he was ever going to come back, and he said, I'm never coming back here unless I start. So that was okay. one of his beef with Dez. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because so. they hadn't released Dez yet. Right. Yeah, there was a beef with Dez, and I think once that situation resolved itself, the door yeah. was wide open again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, he does not need a starting spot. He is back. Well, he needs a job. Yeah, he's been promised, as he's been promised, a starting position. No, he needs a job. That's number one, you know, and he needs to come in here with hat in hand. Or a duffel needs, bag in, or what, his backpack in hand? DJ well, duffel bag. Needs okay. to, and he, they, it, you know, if they're going to make this move, you know, okay, yeah, it's they're not going to dress seven wide receivers. No, they're Somebody, not. Somebody's going to sit, you know, and, and it, again, we've kind of speculated that, could it be something happened with Terrence Williams? Let's see how that. But they're not going to dress seven wide receivers. But when he gets an opportunity, he needs to go make plays. He does. He needs to make those plays down the field. The catches that he can make down the field, those things are all good that he can do. But he doesn't need to get penalties, block in the back, uh, you know, too many men in the huddle or whatever else. <laughs> kind of thing. blame him for that. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> when we look at things that happen during the game, I know who does it happen to? Yeah, it happens to number 19, and he needs to catch the ball, and he and needs to catch the ball. That's exactly yeah. right. If that ball is going down the field, he needs. I, I'm trying to remember the one catch he made in a game, extended over his head. He fell on his rear. It was late in the season. I can't remember, but it was along the sidelines. He needs to make those plays. He can't go down the field and drop a ball or take a slant and drop the ball or take a dig route or an in cut and drop the ball. If they're going to bring you in here and, and, and sign you to try and early in the season to try and help this team, when you get opportunity, don't fail. His, 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 his leash for me is... Okay, so we'll look for that breaking news at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll see. You heard it here from Rob Phillips, and you heard it first from Bryce Butler. DJ Duffel. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy John. Yes, thank you very much, Tommy Tommy John, John. and we will see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?